0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to TTP Ravens Media. This is, of course, the Trust the Bank podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, go check out the podcast platform. You know, we try and do this every single Wednesday, put out a podcast, especially in the offseason, talking about everything Ravens news. We like to ask you guys, you know, questions that you want us to talk about. We also have some topics of our own uh, that we feel like are going to be pretty interesting. So kind of overall, we're going to talk about coaching uh, because the Ravens hired Willie Taggart. Um, T Martin ended up switching coaching positions moved on from Steve Saunders we'll move on we'll talk about free agent wide receivers because uh, Robert Woods was released today Uh, talk about potentially bringing him in Uh, talk about Ravens roster at wide receiver as well and and who we think is going to be here next year and finally um, you know we're going to get into kind of the draft and you know maybe what, what are the chances that the Ravens Raven and they go best player available which is not a position of specific need um, somewhat like what we did last year when we drafted Kyle Hamilton. Um, you know, what are the chances that we don't go wide receiver core in the first round? And we may have a, another topic as well if we're if we're feeling it at the end. So we'll see um, how it goes. Let us know in the comment section down below all your thoughts, um, any opinions on everything we talk about, and you know if you want to see the rest of it, go check out the podcast platforms. It comes in video format as well. So if you're watching on Spotify, you can literally watch it um, or listen to it. Uh, you know, on your way to work or whatever you're doing. We appreciate you guys no matter what, but Joshua, let's get into it. The Ravens have announced that they've hired Willie Taggart as the running backs coach. Um, Let's talk about him first. How do you feel about that hiring uh, to take over for, you know, leading that running back group of JK Dobbins and Gus and all those guys?
1: I mean, honestly, it's a huge deal, man. You know, when you hear about, you know, the movements of Boogie Harris coming, in t- coming into uh, the Ravens organization, especially with, you know, Baltimore being a run-heavy first team and, you know, ha- us having a premier guy like J.K. Dobbins and a backup guy of Gus Edwards, you know, it really truly speaks to what um, the atmosphere that's, that's, that's about to change and the philosophy that's about to be imploded into this Ravens organization, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um I definitely won't steal some of the uh, the highlights of Willie Taggart's career, you know, because I know, you know, you got a lot, I, I know you know the vast history about, about Willie Taggart. So, you know, I'll leave that to you, but I definitely feel like this is a good addition uh, for as far as his coaching staff, especially even moving, moving team Martin to a QB coach who has, you know, winning experience as a QB and also as an offensive coordinator, even though it was on a collegiate level, but still he's been around the league. He has the respect of, of, uh, NFL players, and he can make some things happen. So I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, with these new additions, uh, how they're going to help out this Ravens' upcoming offense this year. But McConnell, just tell me a little bit about Willie Taggart's, you know, track hit, track record.
0: Yeah. So Willie Taggart, the reason why he was brought in was, guess what? It was Mister Jimathan Harbaugh. Uh, you know, he coached underneath Jim Harbaugh, and it was brought up to, you know, John Harbaugh, like, hey, why don't we go look at this guy? Um, because he was the running backs coach at Stanford back in 2007 through 2009. If you guys didn't know, I'm a Stanford football fan. And I heard t- I heard he was the running backs coach under Jim Harbaugh, and I went, oh, really? That's what I want to hear. Because if you guys didn't know, Jim Harbaugh basically created the Stanford football program in the 21st century. Um, they, they were not competitive. They were not good. Uh, they got routed basically every game. Jim Harbaugh came in and was able to turn them into a – they had an identity and it was we're going to smash mouth football and then we're going to throw the ball a little bit to tight ends. Um, But with that came Willie Taggart, and he was the running back's coach. So when he came in in 2007, they had a young uh, sophomore running back who was their number one running back. His name was Toby Gearhart. Toby Gearhart started off, and he was pretty slow, and he was just kind of ramping up because they were building that identity. In Taggart's final year, 2009, Toby Gearhart had – Maybe the best single season in Stanford football history, rushing for eighteen hundred yards, getting second place in the Heisman, and getting second place in the Heisman is already a great feat. It was the closest second place in history, but this is a Stanford team that went eight and five. Like eight and five, and they uh and they had the second place in Heisman. When do you ever hear that? For a team that's not like Heisman's always Oh, they lost one game. They lost two games. No, no, no. Toby Gerhardt was so dominant that they were like – that. he almost beat out Mark Ingram, the running back for Alabama, who probably went undefeated that year. I haven't looked it up, but come on. It's Alabama. <laughs> they probably went undefeated. Um, absolutely dominant over there. Um, So he really helped build up that running back room and and the running backs that came up underneath Gerhardt, they ended up succeeding as well. um, After he left Uh, guys like Stefan Taylor, who ended up making the NFL uh, and Tyler Gaffney, who Oregon Duck fans know Tyler Gaffney. Um, He was, Tyler Gaffney was insane. But then he ended up, you know, kind of switching over and moving uh, to Western Kentucky. Interesting enough, uh, I just read this on uh, this actually on Wikipedia, but they had a major losing streak, and he took over, um, and they actually had a pretty good season, uh, which is props to him. But I want to talk about University of Oregon when he was the head coach there, uh, 2017. This is right after Chip Kelly left. He was. Uh, Mark Helfrich, and then after Helfrich left, it was one year of Willie Taggart. This was an era of the Oregon Ducks where they were kind of falling off, but they got a new young guy. His name was Justin Herbert, um, and they had Royce Freeman as the running back, and they they were pretty solid. Uh, they ended up going seven and six again. You know he wasn't he wasn't amazing, but what we're looking for is we're looking for him to coach the running backs. Royce Freeman in that year had fourteen hundred yards and sixteen touchdowns. Royce Freeman ended up becoming an NFL running back, played for the Denver Broncos for a while, um, you know, a couple of years ago. So, you know, th- this is something that we're looking at specifically is how well did they run the ball? They ran the ball pretty well, <laughs> which, which you know, I like to see. And then he finally, he took over. He's been the FAU coach uh, for the last couple of years, their head coach. And they're not putting up amazing uh, numbers or anything like that. But he has head coach experience at big programs. He has head coach experience at small programs. And the best part about this hiring is we're going to the college level, right? This is a theme for the Ravens. is they're not bringing in NFL guys to bring in college guys? because they're Todd Munkin talked about it in the press conference is like, you know the NFL is adapting, It's evolving. And the Ravens aren't going for guys that have been in the NFL. They want to see, okay, you've seen this the last few years. How has running the football worked for you? How has passing worked for you? Because that's what we need to go to. And he's only ever coached in college football, and now he gets to join a really good staff with a good roster uh, because when he's had good players, right, you know, he's not like he was coaching, you know, had the best programs. Um When he's had good players, he's, he's made them work very hard and they've done very well. And now he gets J.K. Dobbins, a very hungry running back that wants to take the league by storm. So I'm super excited about it. I was very happy with the signing. Um, Joshua, is there anything you think I left out? Uh, you know, and kind of the the things to point out.
1: Man, when you say Florida Atlantic, what years was it? Because I thought when I thought he was there when Alfred Morris was there, and Alfred Morris, he was another one that took the NFL by storm. I mean, if he was there when Alfred Morris was there, like whoo. That's a, that's he was there wondering.
0: uh 2020 to 2022. He was oh, initially at Western man. Kentucky okay. for like eight years before Stanford. Um, and he actually and he did a very good job over at Western Kentucky, and then he went back and became right. their head coach. Right.
1: Well, I mean, that's it for me, man.
0: Yeah, and you know, that you know, just real quickly on on T Martin. That's something that I really like because Joshua, you brought it up. He's, he's won at the collegial level, he won a national championship. Exactly. And when you're looking at Lamar Jackson, the Ravens are putting winners around him, right? Hey, Lamar, your quarterback coach is a quarterback that won the national championship in college. Hey, your offensive coordinator just won back to back national championships in college. You know, we're, we got rid of Urban. We yeah. now have, uh, you know, a, a guy with real pedigree um, and yeah. a guy that's coached at big programs in T. Martin. So, I think it's really, really, oh, my gosh. Um, I just found out that uh, he played for Jack Harbaugh in college, uh, Willie Taggart. You know, you know that? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's been
1: around the Harbaugh's for a long time. Yeah, most definitely.
0: Okay, okay. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, putting winners around Lamar Jackson is always going to be good. And we're not going to try and talk about Lamar Jackson's contract situation, you know, and numbers or anything like that. But I think we're trying to convince this guy to stay. We're putting winners around him. That's what he wants to be around. So he doesn't want guys that can't do anything. We're putting guys that have played at the collegiate level. We're putting guys that have coached very well and done very well, especially around John Harbaugh and Jim Harbaugh. I think I think all of these hirings are, are pretty good, um, and I, I'm pretty happy with how things have gone so far.
1: Yeah, man, I definitely agree with you. It's, it's, you know what? <sighs> I know some people are excited for, you know, the new the nuance of what it possibly can be you know this upcoming season and I, i'll say this you know we've been talking about it we've been talking about it so many times it starts with the coaching and then the level of players and unfortunately it's happening during Lamar's contract you know year and him being a you know a free agent um but hopefully you know with all these improvements to the coach to the coaching staff hopefully, you know, uh, when March hit, we'll see more improvements to the um, roster that de- uh, uh, eventually a deal will get done, whether it's a franchise tag or a long term, long term deal for Lamar Jackson.
0: Yeah, and we're going to find out what happens there. But speaking of contracts, let's talk about somebody that was cut today that I think is a, a very interesting prospect, uh, because Robert Woods of the Tennessee Titans was cut. He only played there for one year. Um, he came in and that's an interesting system to come into. He made a lot of money, um, but he just got cut and he, last year he was a 16.2 million, uh, dollar hit. So, and now it's like, okay, he's the top of the free agent wide receiver market. So Joshua, when you're looking at kind of the free agent wide receivers, now we have another name added to the pot, which is always good because that lowers the value of other players or it allows the Ravens to maybe get Robert Woods. What are your thoughts on you know these guys that they could potentially target to help out Lamar Jackson or whoever's at quarterback next season?
1: Well, going I think of Robert Woods, I'm definitely looking at someone that's that's a veteran, someone that can you know. Oh, uh, You're maybe back. you be frozen out. <laughs> well,
0: okay, yeah. okay.
1: All right. So. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm having a little internet uh, internet issues over here. But um, other than that, man, like I was saying, Robert Woods, I definitely feel like that would be an upgrade to this um, offensive of wide receiver room. For the simple fact that, you know, we possibly can get a, a veteran guy. I know
0: Well, Joshua just disconnected. He'll join back in a few seconds. I could talk about Robert Woods for a little bit. Um, But Robert Woods is somebody who, you know, has played in a couple of different systems. He's played with uh, the Rams, you know, playing with Cooper Cup. He was very effective over there. He went to the Tennessee Titans last year, you know, put up about 520 yards. That Titans team, it's losing. I mean, when you're trying to replace A.J. Brown and you're like a veteran wide receiver, that's not where it's going to work. I think he's a good player. However, at the same time, I think he's going to drastically be overpaid uh, because he's the number one wide receiver on the market. Um, And so I feel like he's going to get a big deal because of that. And, you know, so I don't think he's in the Ravens price range. However, at the same time with him, Joining the market, I think that reduces the up the prices of other players. Maybe a guy like uh, like a Julio Jones is even more affordable, right? Maybe a guy like Jarvis Landry is now more affordable. Maybe a guy like Nikhil Harry is a little bit more affordable. The Ravens don't have a lot of money to play around with, uh, most likely. So whatever they can spend their money on, that's what they're going to try and do. So, you know, I think that Robert Woods, I, I think is a good player, but for me, if I'm looking at players to go after. Maybe you go after a DJ Chark. He may command a lot of money. Uh, so if you can't afford him, you know, I know Joshua is a big fan of Jacoby Myers, you know, bringing him in. I think I think a Jarvis Landry signing could be good, like a veteran wide receiver that, you know, can get open. And, you know, he's not crazy athletic. He's not going to just drastically change this entire roster, but he'd be very cheap, um, you know, team friendly deal. Maybe he could be somebody we bring in. I would love Juju Smith-Schuster. However, I think he's going to cost way too much. Um, But, you know, last year I think he played exceptionally well uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, he also put up a lot of snaps. Um, You know, a guy that also, you know, maybe Marvin Jones. I don't know if I love Marvin Jones, but, again, we're looking at players where it's like, okay, these are going to be vetments. We're not making a major signing at wide receiver, but I think we do sign one. You know, and maybe it's a re-sign. Maybe we re-sign Demarcus Robinson. Maybe we re-sign Sammy Watkins. Uh, but I think it's nice to have options outside of those guys. Uh, we could even bring in. Uh, shout out to the legend Rashad paramit He's actually a free agent this year. Um, so is Chris. Excuse me. So is Chris Moore. Uh, but you know, I think there there are definitely guys that we can go after at the wide receiver position that we can we can really get good good production out of uh, if the Ravens aren't you know, forcing the football to them as a wide receiver one, use him as a wide receiver three, use him as a wide receiver two, let baby be the one and let these other guys, you know, go out there and, you know, play their best football and see what they can really do, you know, you know, kind of moving on, you know, getting into just overall wide receivers on the Ravens roster. Um, and if Joshua comes back, we will we'll most likely talk about, you know, his wide receivers and things like that. But, you know, wide receivers on the Ravens roster, you know, we don't know exactly what's going to happen about when it comes to who's going to be here next year, because everybody keeps talking about, including myself, well, we got to draft wide receiver, maybe draft two wide receivers. I would agree with that statement. I would believe in that statement. However, if you do that, you're not going to be, keep, be able to keep every wide receiver that you have on your roster. You're going to lose players. So I think the Ravens, you know, personally, I think the Ravens are going to keep either Demarcus Robinson or Sammy Watkins. I think they're going to lean to Marcus Robinson. I think he played a little bit better last year. Um, and I think Lamar liked him. You know, it seemed like Lamar liked him. And he also didn't play well enough to be like other teams trying to like get him for more money. I think he he fit really well. He could be a really solid wide receiver three. He'd be a great wide receiver four for the Ravens. But I think he may leave. Um, and Josh was coming back in here. So we can talk about that right here. Joshua, are you back? you with us? I'm here, man. I'm here, man. All right. Um, You know, kind of talking about – I'm talking about wide receivers on the Ravens roster. Mm -hmm. Who do you think – do you think the Ravens – you know, just quickly ask you, do you think the Ravens bring back um, either or both Demarcus Robinson or Sammy Watkins?
1: Um, I think they let go of Sammy Watkins. Um, I feel like Sammy Watkins was just brought back for a – Um, purpose, but I do feel like they do um, actually bring back Demarcus Robinson. Um, He did show a lot of promise. We all know what Demarcus Robinson can do when he's the fourth or fifth option. Um, We really demanded a lot out of him this past year because wide receivers went down. Um, Did he always show up? No and yes. Um, Did he make make it count when he did show up? Absolutely. I mean, we're still smoking on the Eli Apple pack to this day. he hit him, you know. I still remember the, still remember that route. He hit that boy. Like everybody's hit Elon Apple with a route. But you know, Demarcus <laughs> Robinson route was, you know, he it was something nasty. Um, but I definitely feel like we keep Demarcus and Robinson, we let go Sammy Watkins. <laughs> you know, we definitely gotta get us some some some, some cigars, man,
0: for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I agree. Um, uh, right before you joined, I said I feel like we keep Demarcus Robinson. So, you know, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, so if we do that and let's say we draft, you know, yeah. one or two wide receivers, you know, right there looking at the Ravens depth chart, just going off the top of my head, we've got, you know, Bateman, mm-hmm. Demarcus Robinson, Prochet, mm-hmm. Tylen Wallace, Duvernay, uh, potentially Shamar Bridges, Benjamin Victor, rookie mm-hmm. wide receiver, maybe another rookie wide receiver. That's nine people that I just named. Um, I feel like the Ravens probably only keep like six wide receivers, which means I think we would get we wouldn't have Shamar Bridges or Benjamin Victor on the roster. But I feel like we are going to lose either Proche or we're going to lose Tylen Wallace this offseason. You know what? Do you, I mean, do I, you
1: feel that? Honestly, I, I'm gonna take it a step further. I feel like we lose Tylen James and doing that. I feel like we do a real haul, like. Devin DuVernay, if you can shop him to the Jets or the Giants, I feel like that's a good move. James Brochet, he just literally never had he just really never had a chance over here. Um, I believe Braxton Barrios is also a possible free agent. Braxton Barrios can give you more production than Devin DuVernay and James Brochet ever did here in, in the Bottom of Ravens. I'm not taking nothing from neither one of those guys. Uh, I love them. I know McConnell, you loved them. I think both of them uh in a college career combined had maybe about three or four drops. Um, so we was expecting, you know, all hands type of deck, you know, but I mean, obviously Devin Duvernay was used as a gadget guy, James Borchee, as much as, as much as he did all the, the work and all the training during the all season, it just didn't, he just never really got his chance, especially when he went down with the injury beginning of uh, last all season. So I feel like, you know, those guys will get a better opportunity in a, in a different situation with a different organization. So, um, you know. And even with Tyler Wallace, you know, everybody was like, oh, Tyler Wallace is the next uh, next coming Steve Smith uh, Sr. I felt it too. But once again, another guy that's been pushed down the depth chart. Uh, two wide receivers that haven't been haven't been that great, haven't really produced, always been injured. And, you know, Tyler Wallace was a special teams guy. He became a special teams guy. And, you know, if you come in the league as a wide receiver, especially if you've been putting up crazy numbers in college, I know you're gonna do, I know people are gonna say anything to you know to the press and talk about, you know, I'll do anything for the team to be on the field, XYZ. But in all reality, come on. You've been playing wide receiver since you know maybe 10 years. You done did all the work in college, you know, as a wide receiver. You done, uh you've been in the race to put a You, you know, you've been your name has been rang at so many different types of bells. When people talk about you, sports analysts for the uh t- and scouting reports, they talk they, and they give you uh player comparisons. You're supposed to be that guy, but then when you get to a Ravens organization who don't know how to really develop wide receivers, that's where the problem starts. And these guys are not really, uh, not really making a name for themselves until they go somewhere else. Everybody thought Kadarius, you know what? Prime example with the Giants. Everybody thought Kadarius Tony was not going to be able to produce. What did the Kansas City Chiefs do? They made a trade for Kadarius Tony, and he ended up pretty much being one of the vocal parts in this press Super Bowl and helping oh, yeah. them win. So, hey, it just really takes a change of scenery for some guys. So I think Devin and James really deserve a change of scenery to be, you know, the wide receivers that they really, you know, sought themselves out to be in this NFL.
0: Yeah, and I can see that. For me, personally, I think I'm going to say that Tylan Wallace stays purely because of the special teams. Um, and we have to remember, this is a new coaching staff. This is a new play caller. So this training camp, this offseason, their goal is to prove to him because he doesn't know. like What film is Munkin watching on Tylen Wallace and James Brochet? There's very little. Like plans. there's very little film. So the in in practice, they're going to have to show him that he's legit. Someone that's really interesting is James Brochet. He's been a practice dog. Every Austin's like, man, James Brochet standout practice. James Brochet stand out practice. I wonder yeah. if he looks at that and he goes, Oh man, we have someone really good. And maybe uses him like a guy like Chris Godwin, who he had you know in uh in Tampa Bay. So, like mm-hmm. that's something that I can see as potential. Um, Devin Duvernay is interesting. I don't I'm not convinced Devin Duvernay is gonna be here uh this year because I think the Ravens can try and trade him. Because even Swap for Elijah Moore, rookie contract. Yeah, like me me personally, that's you know <laughs> I think we would get more than Elijah Moore if we traded for him. Um but like you know, teams want a kick returner, they want a gadget guy. I don't know if Todd Munkin's going to want kind of uh, you know, a gadget guy. And yeah. again, Devin Duvernay can be more it's just really difficult because we're only going to like, we're very unlikely to re-sign Devin Duvernay um, just because he's a good special teams player. Um, He's a good returner and that's valuable and teams are going to want to pay that. um, And they're going to try and lure him as like, Hey, you can also be a wide receiver here too. And I think the Ravens are drafting a, you know, a number one or a number two wide receiver this year. So that reduces his role. Um, and I think he could get more. I think he could actually demand good trade value. I mean, we could probably get a four for him or potentially a little bit better, um, you know, depending on the offer uh, from the team. But, yeah, you know, I'm going to say that I, I don't think Duvernay's here. And I'm going to say, I do think that James Prochet is here um, as well as Tyler Wallace, just because I feel like those are guys that in practice have been very good. Um, and I think Todd Munkin is going to want to see them. But I I don't. I also don't know if like we trade Duvernay before the trade before the draft, just because it's like we don't have practice until after. Todd Munkin doesn't get to see these guys in practice or in training right. until after the draft, and so I, I feel like I'm kind of talking myself out of it. Maybe I think all three are going to be here, um, and we only draft one wide receiver, and we keep seven. I think that's what I'm sticking with. Cause I'm like, Oh, we can trade Duvernay. And I'm like, wait a minute. There's no way you trade your wide receiver two Before your coach ever gets to see him. Unless Todd Munkin comes in and he's like, when you hire me, we got to get rid of this guy. <laughs> We're done with him. <laughs> um, maybe he did that with uh, Patrick Ricard, but <laughs> we'll hey, <man>. see. <laughs> we'll see. Um so, yeah, that, that's kind of my thoughts. I, I don't think we keep Victor. I don't think we keep Shamar Bridges. Like, practice squad maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think they're on the roster at all. I don't think they're competing for a spot. Like, last year, it was like Benjamin Victor and Shamar Bridges like were low-key competing.
1: Yeah. They got to make they, – this offseason, you know, they're there. Um, I mean, they'll definitely be, be there for, you know, summer camps and everything like that. But they will have to, you know – they they got to be spectacular. Yeah. They got to really catch Tom Monk's eye to, you know – hey, this could be my next, you know, George Pickens. This this could be my next big threat, you know, and things of that nature. So I definitely agree with that for sure.
0: Yeah. And then let's kind of – let's move on. Let's talk about – let's talk about the NFL draft. You know, we talked about wide receivers that the Ravens could t- keep uh, – yeah. But we're talking about this, and it's like, oh, man, are the Ravens going to be able to draft this guy, draft this position? The Ravens also do something called BPA, best player available, and they've traditionally done this, and they've drafted some players that a lot of people were, like, surprised by. Um, mm-hmm. Kyle Hamilton was one of them. Was I excited about Kyle Hamilton? Absolutely. I talked about Kyle Hamilton. I was like, I would draft this guy top five. Like, I thought he was a top five player in this draft class when um, he was available, and I was like, oh, my goodness, we better draft this guy. Right. <laughs> and we did um so shout out to the Ravens shot here to because it nailed that pick but safety wasn't the biggest need um uh, for the ravens last draft it was mm-hmm. you know wide receiver <laughs> shocker it was wide receiver um and maybe edge rusher you know there were some good uh wide receivers there were some good edge rushers we ended up going with the safety
1: yeah
0: this draft you know it I know people have seen the mock drafts. They've seen Mel Kuyper. And, you know, I know the Ravens put out, like, a mock draft thing um, of, like, all the experts and what they're saying. We see guys like Bijan Robinson going to the Ravens from some people. We see players like uh, Brian Brees uh, or Breesy going to the Ravens. Or maybe it's uh, – I think I've seen Michael Mayer as well. Um, but also That's the top. tough Brian Branch as well, um, you know, a safety – you know, maybe cornerback hybrid, where it's like, hey, what are the – Joshua, what are the odds that the Ravens don't go wide receiver or corner? And is there any player that maybe you'd be, like, okay with them going after uh, if they fall? Um, Or are you just like, we got to draft these positions or we're screwed? Yo, I'm
1: 100% that the Ravens, if we don't – if the wide receiver that we – that the Ravens want, because I'm not going to say we, I'm going to say the Ravens want, it's not there. The 510 guy is not there. You know, if Josh Downs the St. Five was to get picked up, or um, what's the other guy out of, out of uh University of Houston? Tank um, uh Tank Dell. If he's not there, I could actually see him going for a Brian Brees, uh Breesey, um out of Clemson. Um, the thing the good thing about uh Brian Brees is he is a smaller, he's a smaller, more slimmer version of Travis Jones. So you literally can line up that big guy on the deep on a defensive uh, as a defensive end. Um, I know people are are a little hesitant about David Ojabo because, yes, we did see him contribute, but he didn't play a lot of games. So, I mean, you're expecting someone to come in their sophomore year and, you know, produce a double-digit number of sacks, that's going to be – that's a big – that's a tall ask. Um, you're going to have Odafio away in his – what is it? Junior season, his third year um, as a Raven. Um, he kind of regressed a little bit. Because we did have him move like in a hybrid position. But once Tyus Bowser got back, we put him down. We, he was back in that three technique. He was kind of getting better, you know, here and there. So, you know, I feel like, you know, bringing up Brian Beast, that's Brian Breesy, that's uh, very aggressive, very agile, very mobile. He's a house, he's a hostile type of guy. And he just has crazy strength. You know, um, I think he would be a great addition to that defensive line, especially to that young core. Um, so if you know the Ravens are there at 22, they don't see a wide receiver that they like, they don't see a cor- corner like a uh, Ringo or Gonzalez or things of that nature. I wouldn't be surprised that they add they that they'll beef up and get stronger in that interior.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's definitely possible. And and maybe we go uh, offensive line as well.
1: You know, we don't know who's gonna
0: be starting at left guard. Um, you know, Osiris Torrance is a is a guard out of Florida that, you know, maybe the Ravens go with him again. Yeah. You know, offensive line really drastically moves, especially interior of where they're going to get drafted. Some people have them third round, some people have them first round. I remember, uh, I believe it was Cole Strange was his name, the offensive lineman out of Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Um, he got drafted to the Patriots in the first round, and Sean McVay uh, was in his press conference, and he goes, "Oh my goodness, we were here sitting here scouting him, thinking he was going to be available in the third round." Um, <laughs> so it's like you know. Offensive line is very difficult, especially interior, um, like center. Remember Creed Humphrey? It was yeah. like Creed Humphrey, people had him go into the Steelers early in the first, and then it was like maybe the Ravens. Then it was like late second round. Um, Tyler Linderbaum, and did, you know, we had no idea. Um, it's just like very, very specific because not a lot of people draft interior offensive linemen early. I know the Jets did with uh, Elijah Vera Tucker. I remember they took him pretty early um, in the year they drafted Zach Wilson. Um, But, you know. Outside of that, outside of the offensive line, I'm thinking maybe we go D line. I think that's potential. I think I need to watch him more. I haven't watched many like defensive edge rushers in that are in the early rounds because I don't think we're going after him. But Lucas Van Ness is somebody that I've heard some things about. I've watched a little bit of things about him, Um, and because he's a he's a guy that can line up anywhere on the edge um, or interior, and like maybe the Ravens go after him as like a versatile player um that we can really fill in anywhere because you know calais campbell's not going to be here forever right but you know if we went edge i mean that's three years in a row drafting edge rusher in the first or second round um which would, would be very difficult um and i i don't want to say it but like the ravens could go be I think Bijan is the best running back I've ever watched and in terms of a prospect, yeah. Um I think he's better than Saquon. I think he's got better vision than Saquon. He doesn't have the burst um or like the the straight line speed of a Saquon Barkley. But like the Ravens could look at it and go, "Oh man, we can have a one-two punch at running back." And what's sad is he would be the one JK would not be the one. And that would frustrate JK, but the well, Ravens in this contract year. Yeah. And so it's like, maybe the Ravens try and trade JK or they try and do something again. This is not something I'm rooting for, but I'm just thinking of like the way that the Ravens think they do that type of thing, right? They, they go out and they draft, um, you know, players that people aren't really looking for specifically. Um, and instead they, they do. But John Michael Schmitz could also be someone that maybe they go after. I believe he's an offensive guard. I know he's interior mm-hmm. O-line. Um, oh, no, he's a center. Never mind. We're not drafting the center. That's not a position where I'm boldly saying we're not drafting center this year in the first round. <laughs> um, but Brian Branch could also be the other one. Just because he's a safety corner hybrid, I um, mean, he could be kind of a slot slash nickel player where mm-hmm. we would move on from Chuck Clark um, and have him along with Kyle Hamilton and Marcus Williams. I just feel like corners so much more, like there's so many good cornerbacks this year where it's like, I don't think there's a situation where there's no good corners available. Right. Yeah. And there there's going to be wide receivers and corners available. We just don't know which, like maybe Joey Porter jr. Is not available. Maybe cam Smith's not available, but maybe Devin Witherspoon is. Um, And I, you know, he he's solid, you know, he he's a potential guy, which I don't know if we'd want because he's new to the position. Uh Keely Ringo, you know, slides to the second. Maybe the Ravens trade back and go after a Keely Ringo. Um, you know, maybe at the very end of the first round. But I feel like I feel like the Ravens are going to go wide receiver or corner purely because there's so many of them that are going to be available. Um it's not a position. Was. It's not like a position where it's like there's three guys that are first-round players. It's like, no, people have like five wide receivers, six wide receivers as potential first-round players, and then there's like six corners that could be first-round players. So like there's no way 12 12 of the picks in front of the Ravens are wide receiver or corner. There's going to be offensive line, edge, and quarterbacks um, as well. There's also good safeties, good running backs. So I feel like the Ravens aren't going to do that this year. But at the same time, I don't think I'm going to be upset if they do. Mm-hmm. Like if let's say the Ravens went edge
1: mm-hmm. or the Ravens
0: went like I would be okay with that if they had if they have a plan. Like if the Ravens go, okay, we're extending Lamar. All right. So we're going to have a little bit of cap base because we'll maneuver the caps. So we'll have money this year. We're going to drop Chuck Clark. We drafted edge. Mm-hmm. We're going to sign a DB. Um To play corner. Maybe it's Marcus Peters on a veteran minimum. We'll draft a guy in the third round. And we could trade for a wide receiver. Maybe we trade for a Mike Evans. Like if we have a plan to like trade for a wide receiver. You know, we may draft. um, You know, best player available. If we get a Mike Evans, right? Yeah. Todd Munkins coached Mike Evans. Maybe we do like legitimately go after him. um And draft another position in the first round. That's like maybe surprises some people. But. You know, like CeeDee Lamb was a surprise when he was drafted. Like, wow, the Cowboys want wide receiver. They have Amari Cooper. They have Michael Gallup. This is a good wide receiver room. Why would they do that? Well, look what happened. It worked out because they recognized down the line they're going to have to drop those guys because they're making so much money. Now they're just rocking out with CeeDee. He's a complete baller. Um, top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. So shout out to them. Shout out to Jerry for doing that one. But. There's some there's some interesting pieces. I just can't wait for the combine. Um and I can't wait to you know get ready for this draft because I mean we're already getting ready, but there's so many things that we could do. So, all right, scenario.
1: We franchise tag Lamar, get the picks to whoever from from whoever. Which developmental quarterback would you get?
0: Um I don't think I'm going development. I think I'm going. I think I am rocking with the the vet. We'll call him the vet. I'm going with Hendon Hooker. Um, I think if we do that, and I think you know, if we get a first, like let's say we trade him, I don't know, a couple teams that have been brought up. Falcons, they have pick eight. Colts Mm -hmm. pick four, right? I mean, we get pick eight. We can take any quarter we want, or we could take any wide receiver. There's no wide receivers that should go top ten this year. There's no wide receivers that should go top 20 this year in my opinion uh maybe addison um but i think that's about like where i'm at um like just go after maybe trade that pick, or maybe go after like a jalen carter if he slides a little bit um but i feel like if we trade lamar we don't want to trade it for picks this year like trade for picks next year. Trade for picks in the future because I think like next year if the Ravens are really bad, go after, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., go after, you know, Caleb Williams. Like this is not a good quarterback draft class. Exactly. Cool. I don't think this is a very good wide receiver draft class. Um and we have a lot of edge rushers, but maybe you could go edge. Um, you know, Will Anderson. Obviously he's very good, but he's like going top threes. <laughs> oh, I don't think right. we're getting Will Anderson. Um, but like that's kind of my thought. Is like if we trade Lamar, we don't have to go for a quarterback right now. We can we can maybe draft someone now. We could draft someone like uh, uh Jaron Hall. I think he would be if that that's my strat. We trade Lamar Jackson, we draft Jaron Hall, and he backs up uh this year or maybe starts uh later in the year as a you know third, fourth round rookie
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and see what he can do. If he can't prove it, you know, Josh Rosen, it right. That's what the Cardinals did. They started Josh Rosen for a year then they went, Nope, we're drafting your replacement because you're not it. We'd, we wouldn't be doing that. with The first round pick, we'd be doing that with a, like a third or a fourth. Um, Like that's what I would do if we traded Lamar um, or, or we could do this and we could trade Lamar and, and go for Aaron Rodgers for a year, yeah. At
1: the, I think at the Aaron comes back from his darkness retreat, man, he. I think I think he just. I think he said
0: forget the NFL, man. Maybe, then, I you know, know, Aaron Rodgers is a weird dude. But I got the jersey already. I got the jersey right here, just waiting for you, Aaron. <laughs>
1: just in case. Man, if we was a turn away to Lamar, I do like the. I do like the fact that you brought up, you know, about us going for future picks, but you know, honestly. If we're in the top ten, I, and CJ Stroud is there, while while we're there, oh
0: yeah, I would I take gotta, Stroud.
1: <laughs> I'd I take gotta Stroud. Go, yeah. I gotta go for CJ, man. And if we get a, and if we get a future pick for next year, uh, get us back in the first round, and we, you know, we don't do so high and we able to get a Marvin Harrison Jr., you know, the following year, I'm like you we gotta we gotta pair, we gotta immediately do what we didn't do with Lamar, actually pair him up with good good guys, and yep. you know. If you're if you're going to get a wide receiver, you know going to that's that's going to be you know that guy Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be that guy. Pair him up with his former QB. Do do what uh, Joe Barrow – do what Cincinnati did with Joe Barrow. Pair him up with his guy Jamar Chase. You know, so I mean, um, it's definitely it's definitely a thing to look at it. right, um, I also like the Hender Hooker Hooker move too, man. But I mean, it's so many things that can happen. I know everybody's talking about. Uh, we're not, we're not, we're not about to get deep into this uh, contract talk, anyway. Um, but I mean, so many people talk about, you know, he doesn't deserve this, he doesn't deserve, he, he does deserve this, or you know, he's not going to play, he shouldn't play this year. At the end of the day, Lamar, um, he, he wants, to, I, I, you know, I'm not in his personal camp, but he's a competitor. At the end of the day, um, but at the end of the day, while you are a competitor, you you want to get paid for your work. And um I'm not I'm not mad for anyone knowing that for you know knowing their worth and um we're just going to, to see how this plays out. But um definitely definitely gonna be interesting. You know, what they got two weeks officially to place them on the tag, I believe.
0: Yeah, I believe the tag tag's open today. Yeah, um, you could do it. Um and then yeah, you have a little bit of time. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, we will see. But I think that that's pretty good for this episode. We'll definitely try and uh, either stream later this week um, or uh, definitely we'll be recording another episode next week. So we can talk more draft if you guys want. We can talk combine players to watch, all that stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you all so much for coming through. Subscribe for Daily Rivets content. Go check out the podcast uh, platform. We may have to start doing some sort of uh, thing to get more people listening on there because, you know, I think, I think it's an easier way to listen personally, Uh, but thank you all so much for uh, listening and watching and we'll see all of you again next time.